Here's an idea, Scott Ritchie. How about Coach Brad Underwood kicks the trash can before tip-off? It's an idea. But the Elmo coaches also said he can't provide all of the motivation for his team to play hard. A fix, though? Maybe put Ty Rogers in the starting lineup. All right, Scott Ritchie will go into answers for this crazy basketball season that sees Illinois falling behind at halftime a lot in this week's podcast, Inside Lineup Basketball. Come back after these messages. Hi, I'm Paul Rudy, CEO of Rudy Wealth Management and host of Paul Rudy's On The Money Radio Show. Every successful investor I've ever met continuously acted on a plan. Every failed investor I've ever met was constantly reacting to current events. If the recent market turmoil is keeping you up at night, maybe it's time you begin to make your investment and spending decisions based upon a retirement income plan. Perhaps it's time for you to listen to the little voice in your head telling you to call Rudy Wealth Management. You'll be happy you did. Rudy Wealth Management, Central Illinois Retirement Specialist, 356-1400. Oh, good Monday morning, everyone. Uh, welcome to the windswept podcast booth here at Inside Illini Basketball. We've had tornado warnings, some touchdowns already Monday morning here in Champaign. Scott Ritchie, you made it in safe and sound. Yeah, I, I waited to make sure the building was still going to be here okay. and then made the trip in. But the wind is still blowing. No tornadoes that I can see right now. But, of course, when the sirens went off, my first thought was it's not Tuesday and it's still February, so this must be real. Then I went outside and looked because that's the Midwesterner in me. Miserable weather, fitting of a basketball program that uh, had a turbulent Sunday in Columbus. It's a bad Sunday. Just a really bad Sunday. As Bob's buzzer beater, Bob Osmussen, writes seconds after each game. His headline, disappointing to say the least. Well, I mean, Ohio State had only lost nine games in a row in 14 of its last 15. So uh, on one hand, maybe they were due. On the other, Illinois, it was still, it's still somehow a quad one loss because Ohio State's computer numbers are decent enough that they're still in the top 75 of the net. Um, but it's in competition for worst loss of the season. I think the worst loss is, I think, still Missouri just because of all of the, the extras involved with that game, but this was bad. That's Scott Ritchie, our basketball beat writer, our award-winning basketball beat writer. He he nabbed a national honor last week, and we'll, we'll write about it in the News Gazette coming up uh, for your story on uh, Kofi and uh, the Guardians. Uh, voted one of the top ten best explanatory stories in the country. Congratulations, Scott Ritchie. Thank you. Now I, I had to go back and read that because like I remembered it, but I was like I had to, I forgot I talked to like all those people for the story, but I thought it it sort of explained again I guess explained Kofi's situation and what you know some Illinois fans were trying to do to get him to stay for another year. Uh, ultimately, he didn't, and now he's playing in Japan, uh, putting up really good numbers on a really bad team. Um, but yeah, nil it's a. Brave new world. All right, those honors by the Associated Press sports editors. Uh, we've got a proud tradition here at the News Gazette with our sports section since 1996. I think we've been honored more than 40 times. And that uh, I'm glad to report it continues today. Scott plays a big part of that. How about that for nice words from Jim Rosso? And then now we pivot to... Yes. 
Let me check my notes. Yeah, something else. I'll eventually get around to your woeful prediction record. And when I say woeful, that's kind of being nice. It's above 500. Back when I was beat writer in 2001, don't even say it, Scott, Richie, I think I lost twice all year. Yeah, I, I just I will reiterate that that team that made it to um, an Elite Eight mm-hmm. and probably should have gone further. Thanks, not, Bill Walton. I, he didn't call all of the fouls in that game. Um, certainly cheered on his son who was playing for the other team. Kind of a strange situation. But like that team was consistently good mm. throughout the whole season. This Illinois team, um, consistently inconsistent. Like they, got, they got that going for them. They just... I was talking with um, Adam Jardy, who covers Ohio State for the Columbus Dispatch. Just, I just asked him, like, what has happened with this team? Um, but I just mentioned him. I don't because he said, like, I kind of know what I'm going to get every game because it's been pretty much the same and pretty poor. I was like, I have no idea what's going to happen from game to game or half to half with this Illinois team. And uh, it happened again. All right. Uh, if you read your uh, Sunday News Gazette, you, you saw that. Mr. Ritchie predicted Illinois to beat Ohio State. Yeah, so did everyone that's not from Columbus and probably some people in Columbus. This coming a few days after Mr. Ritchie picked Northwestern to beat Illinois. Again, I felt pretty good about that for most of the game. I woke up, I got to work early Monday morning. There was a line of protesters uh, demanding a change in in predictor here at the News Gazette. Fine. (laughs) So we will never have to talk about it on the podcast again because I won't be doing it. <laughs> there really wasn't a line. There, nobody really was protesting, Scott. If Shoot. that makes you feel any better, I, I, I was made, almost kind of hoping I for protesters. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't have a prediction until Thursday's paper, so uh, we'll be uh, that'll be a, another tricky one to pick. All of a sudden, Michigan has uh, revived its NCAA hopes thanks to a an ugly heave by. Your favorite player, Hunter Dickerson. Dickinson? What is it? Dickinson. Dickinson. Who will play in Champaign for the first time ever, I assume. Mm, that's right. Um, on Thursday, because he's missed a couple okay. of opportunities here. As always, um, he'll get the... I think like he, he does at most I don't think he's played. ...opposing arenas. He'll, uh, he'll get the small hello from the fans. Well, considering he called Illinois fans annoying... Um, I assume there will be some reaction to his presence. Then uh, Illinois closes at Purdue on Sunday in a game that last week Ed Bond said would come would decide the Big Ten title. No longer the case, even though Purdue left the door wide open by blowing a lead against Indiana on Saturday. Well, let, letting Jalen Hood-Shafino just do whatever he wanted. Um, anyway, if I'm Illinois, I'm kicking myself. Should like, be. Like in the shin. Where it hurts. <laughs> All they had to do to stay in the race was beat Ohio State, and they would have been in a five-way tie for second place. And two games back at Purdue with two games to play. I counting on Purdue losing twice, including one to Illinois, but a share of the Big Ten regular season title was mm. on the table, and then Illinois flipped that table upside down and lit it on fire. That sounds violent, Scott Ritchie. Maybe a little too violent. Well, it's just as violent as some of the three-pointers they attempted. It was a sad scene Saturday or Sunday. Uh, Ritchie was there, of course. Not many other fans of the Orange Crush showed up. Nice of them to make that trip. Um, 
just a kind of a bad atmosphere, though it seemed. Can you verify that? Yeah, it was. I mean, my tweet is like the Ohio State fans that showed up were like, "Well, we already paid for the tickets, and we can't get anybody else to take them, so we're here." But they were not interested in that game really until I guess late when the win was basically assured. Like there was some excitement, but it was weird vibe, but a weird season for Ohio State, who's underachieved, I think. Like we said, one week left in the regular season. Illinois is safely in the NCAA tournament. Can I say that? Yes. Yes. Just say yes. I mean, they are. Now, lose twice this week, maybe lose your first game in the Big Ten tournament, and it gets a little bubbly. But the bubble could be like 50 teams this mm-hmm. year. And there's just so many teams with similar records, similar resumes, that like you can make a case for a lot of them to make the tournament, but also make the case was like none of these teams really deserve to be in the tournament. But for now, Illinois is projected in um, around like like Bartorik's got them as a nine seed right now. Okay, it might be better for them to drop to a ten and avoid the one seed in the second round. All of the one seeds this year. Are, I think all of the ones basically se- like three seeds. All of the one seeds would beat Illinois. Would beat Illinois, do you say? Yeah. Yeah, just like UCLA, Texas, UCLA. teams like that. Two, you're pretty confident is what you're, you're, you're sounding like. You just named uh, two two seeds. Okay. So it's if only gets a 10, they beat a 7, then you beat a 2, and you're in the Sweet 16. Don't you pull that fancy math on me, Scott Ritchie. <laughs> like when you do the math, the, the seeds between the teams have to add up to 17. <laughs> no, it's an 8-9 is... And now, right now, you know, based on where Torvik has these teams, like only it looks like we maybe played potentially potentially play like Duke in the first round. Um, well, Duke or Providence because the other two eights are Big Ten teams, and they won't put that rematch that early. Um, would maybe rather play Duke if I was Illinois, because Providence is a little a little a little frisky, like they. Bryce Hopkins. Good point. I don't want to play frisky teams. Those are the ones that give Illinois fits, it seems. Yeah. Duke is just a strange team. Okay. Lots of five-star talent, not a lot of five-star production. All right, Scott Ritchie, every morning, 6 a.m., com. Check it out. Online-only content. Pick up uh, the print subscription, print edition of the News Gazette if you want to see Scott's other work. Um. Big Ten tournament uh, is around the corner. Uh, who knows where Illinois will wind up? Uh, but you tell me the double buy is basically a long shot now. Um, they would require. I'm not even sure they can get enough losses between like Indiana, Maryland, Northwestern, Michigan, Rutgers. Okay, I think it's just the math is not in their favor. So looking at. Um, a Thursday start, and right now, okay. if I think essentially, if the favorites kind of went out in this final week, um, Illinois is looking at uh, an eight seed in the Big Ten tournament, where they would play Northwestern again, and then of course they, whoever wins that, would play Purdue. I'm all for Illinois being an eight seed or a nine, um, because that's the eleven o'clock game on. On Thursday. No one cares what you think about game times, Scott Ritchie. I don't know if I've ever told you that. Um, I've heard it from several Everybody. people, <laughs> but um, that's nice. I like the 11 o'clock <laughs> games because if 
because it's the 11 o'clock game on Thursday, and then if they win, uh, 11 on Friday. If they win, noon on Saturday. It just it sets up nicely for the last remaining Illinois beat writer with an actual deadline. That is crazy how the beat has changed, and Ed Bond will verify this. Uh, while Illinois still ranks up there as far as reporters covering or, or people covering the team, we'll call it the media groupings, right? Not many other it's a, it, programs have as many pe- people, not reporters, people yeah. covering the beat, mostly social media types, a lot of online presence. There are some credible online sources out there, and then there are some fans who are now credentialed. Yeah, but number of newspapers, right. way down. Uh, there's uh, there's two. You know, Andy Kimball from the Decatur Hill Interview is the other, okay. and their deadline is all right. screwed they up. They don't make the print edition. So thank you, Scott Ritchie, for holding firm because we have a rabid print audience here that demands your coverage, appreciates your coverage, other than the prediction record. Prediction record. Yeah. Which is the worst in the history of the News Gazette. <laughs> I looked it up um, today. I mean... You're making that up, but I can also believe it being true because it, <laughs> it, it is pretty bad. <laughs> but uh, I maintain, like, I, I just don't have any feel for this team. And I, it's because I don't think they have a feel for, like, who they are or what they are. Um, there's this idea of what Illinois can be, but, like, they've been that so infrequently. Um, and even in their big wins, like, it was the second half against UCLA. It was second half in overtime against Texas. Um and those are their big wins. Like There's not any more. Well, one troubling trend that uh, I'll ask for a remedy from you is just the slow doggone starts. Um, sometimes, say against Northwestern, it, it allows for a great comeback. But uh, time after time, it seems like Underwood is having to go kick something or yell something or do something at halftime to get the, the guys going. Yeah, I turn to the group of Illinois media that were in Columbus right before halftime, I was like, hide the trash cans. Because, um, I don't know, might have been abused. But, I don't know, it's, I think maybe a remedy is putting your best energy and effort guy in the starting lineup. Okay. And that would be Ty Rogers. All right. And Brad Underwood didn't dismiss that out of hand on Sunday. Um, so we'll see. And... Was, Ty, we got a chance to talk with him after the game, and very honest, it was like overlooked Ohio State. Didn't have, didn't think that they had that everyday guy's mindset and approach. Um, said that you know it was probably time for him to step up and be more of a vocal leader because like he shows like lead by example. He's got that covered, um, but you know, he's very mature, eighteen year old, and maybe if he's out there to get them going. At the beginning of the game, it could be different. We'll see. I mean, there's got two tries to see if that works this week. All right. Every Illinois fan uh, should remember what North Carolina did last year, right? Team that kind of limped into the tournament, wound up going to the Final Four, wind up playing, right, for a national title. Yeah. Wow, look, you're, you're, you're discounting that already. No, I look back at the North Carolina team, and I think they have more talent than this Illinois team does. They okay. have better guard had better guard play because certainly rj davis and caleb love are not uh in sync this year very much um but like brady manic was a fifth year guy 
Yeah, Armando Baycott was a veteran. Even Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, they were sophomores, but they had played as freshmen. Um, Leaky Black, veteran dude. So, like, they had the right group to maybe make that kind of run. They brought all of them back except for Brady Manick and subbed in uh, Pete Nansen. They're again trying to pull off that, let's get in, <laughs> go play in Dayton, and then maybe go all the way. But um, I don't know. It's just Illinois has not played at the level for long enough stretches like to convince me that they can make a tournament run. All right, all Big Ten teams do after Sunday's uh, finales. Uh, has the recent um, struggles of Illinois impacted who you're going to put on that first team? A little if bit. If you were to ask him, okay, why don't you unveil? I know you got a week to decide yet, but yeah. come on, spill the beans. So the first team again, four locks, Jalen Pickett, Chris Murray, Trace Jackson Davis, Zach Eady. Uh, for the fifth spot, I've, at least as of Monday, February 27th, landed on Jameer Young from Maryland. Um, Doesn't sound like Terrence Shannon. No, because I wouldn't even say Terrence Shannon's Illinois' best player right now. I think Matthew Meyer has been better you know, in sort of this important last two months. Um, second team, though, Terrence Shannon and Matthew Meyer are on it. So there's yet two Illinois players there. But then rounded out with Boo Booey, uh, Hunter Dickinson, and then I go back and forth with this. But I, I have Bryce Sensabaugh. On the second team, the Ohio State freshman, like he's been really good. The team has not been that good, but like it's hard to overlook what he's done as a freshman, especially when he was not even the most heralded freshman in his own recruiting class. Um, and he's led them in a lot of categories. Very efficient as a freshman, you know, as a shooter. So he's on the second team. Um, that's all the AP asked for. I do have a third team, um, which I think just illustrates something about the Big Ten and where it stacks up with other conferences nationally because there's more talent other places. Um, but the third team right now I've got Nebraska guard Kaisei Tominaga. He's really, like, just watch him play. He's a lot of fun. Um, Chase Adige, best defender in the league. Seth Lundy, Cliff Omarui, and... Philip Robracha. I'm getting a text from Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, from a fre- it says it's a freshman guard. Oh, Jalen. Yeah, I don't know if he. He's come on really strong. Yeah, I'll have has. to put he, him in there somewhere. He just buried Purdue on, as you pointed out. But I'll, I always I'll, for, I'll, I always forget one person. I'll uh, respond to that text later. I might take out. Yeah. Like and, Lundy's like Lundy doesn't get enough credit. He's pretty good. And Maybe uh, Tominaga. Like he's just fun to watch. So I was just like, I'll throw him a bone on third team. Your Rutgers, as I've said from day one, is a, is a fraud. Well, I've only got one player. I'm just saying. On the first, so I'm, I'm I'm done with the teams. teams. I'm just generalizing now. Well, there's basically m- I'm right, and you're kind of wrong. There's as much a fraud as every other Big Ten team. They're all frauds, even Purdue. Wow, Grumpy Scott Ritchie. It's just it's such a. <laughs> this is the year. The Final Four will have a Big Ten team in it. I just. All right, can I say that? Well, no one's stopping you. I'm, I'm saying it. I just don't think it it's... It might be Illinois. Okay. All right. You and Matt Daniels keep pushing that, and I'm just like, eh, I'm, I've met every game and I've watched them play, and it's just not there. But, like, Purdue, like, the freshman guards have fallen off. Right. 
Indiana. Like, Indiana's got prob- I don't know. Like, they have the potential to be the best team in the league right now, but like they've got two guys, and then I don't know. Like, they're fine. Maryland, it's fine. Northwestern, yeah. Michigan has, despite you know, pulling out the win on Sunday, is like they're not haven't been that good. Rutgers flawed. Illinois flawed. Iowa flawed. Michigan State flawed. Mm-hmm. Penn State, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Ohio State. There, it's just not been a great season for the Big Ten. And they still could get eight teams in the tournament. Some crazy finishes, as we alluded to. Uh, Michigan um, beating Wisconsin somehow, but the uh, the Iowa win over Michigan State, uh, followed by <laughs> it was just incredible by the coaches stare down of your favorite ref. Uh, anything going to come of that? It seems to be a bad precedent to me. Um, yeah, I haven't like you imagine if some the Big Ten was going to do something, it would have happened by now. Um, but. That was a fun moment for everyone that takes perverse joy in Fran McCaffrey and Kelly Pfeiffer and bad things happening to either one of them. Um, But, I mean, Michigan State really just choked (laughs) that one away. Senior night Thursday night at uh, State Farm Center, which is celebrating its 60th anniversary. How about that this week? Uh, Bob Osmussen is going to write about it in Tuesday's print editions of the News Gazette. Rich Falk, remember him? played in that first game well no okay i wasn't yeah i wasn't born, born. then you, you can go that route are you I scott ritchie four sort of semi-obscure players that played in the 60s at illinois a yeah. lot of people uh talked with uh bob he put out a plea saying anybody at that game that first game uh get a hold of him and he uh, several reached out it'd be interesting uh, State Farm Center, one was called a mausoleum-like feel to it on opening night. <laughs> that's that's a feel the, that stuck around for a few years. I'll say that's not the best PR. No, but it's kind of a it's. I think it's a it's unique turned, looking building. Yeah, I think it's turned into a neat. It's uh, more like spaceship on the prairie. Is that kind of the? Yeah. The anyway, thing? that's coming up. It'd be interested to read about that. Uh, I hope you read about Joe Simmons, the brother of our Ethan Simmons, who somehow has hit two half court shots during contests at Illinois basketball games this year. Well, I do it at halftime of every game. Right. Uh, I think my favorite was when it was just all ringers because it was uh, Zach Griffith, Doug Wallen, um, who else? Uh, Zach's brother. Like, mm-hmm. it was like All you guys play basketball, including right. Zach at Illinois. Like, right. But that was a, one of the break games, and there just weren't that many young people <laughs> sitting close to the, the court. Senior night again Thursday night. What is who is going to be honored? What's going to play? How does it go? Okay, well Matthew Meyer will be because he's out of eligibility. Although I don't know if he got a senior night at Baylor last year. Probably did. He was a senior. Um, he'll get one here. Uh, Terrence Shannon is a senior. He'll get one, and he's unlikely to come back for a fifth year. And that should be it. As far as like technical seniors and grad students go. Um, if Coleman Hawkins chooses to go through the ceremony, I think that's telling of maybe what his intentions are. Hmm. When will we find that out, Scott? Will they say, 
probably tell you beforehand who's going to be participating. Probably Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I mean, because like Io went through it because as a junior because he wasn't coming back. Kofi. Did Kofi go through it last year? I don't even remember. I think he did. Um, so we'll see. There's precedent at least for non-seniors to go through senior night. All right, be an interesting night again. Uh, not as important a game as it could have been with the win at Ohio State, but nonetheless, it'll be a good atmosphere when Michigan comes to town. Gets the fans going at least. Yeah, I mean, there's still some bad blood, hard feelings about a certain Big Ten championship banner that hangs in Ann Arbor, and mm-hmm. some people think there should be one in Champaign instead. All right, anything on the recruiting front uh, that we should know? Uh, I mean, as far as like the class of 2023 goes, I would imagine they're set on the high school side with uh, Amani Hensbury and Dre Gibbs-Lawhorn. Going to be open scholarships, obviously, this offseason. I would imagine it's a transfer portal search. Because otherwise it's going to be a, a young team again. And I would imagine Brett Underwood would like a little experience to work with. So, we'll see. All right. You sense this team likes each other? Yeah, I think they like each other. I just don't know how well they've come together as a basketball team. Like, there's a lot of individual talent, but the the sum of the parts hasn't been, I think, what anyone thought it could be, had the potential to be. Yeah, I mean, they get along. It's just... Haven't always played great basketball together. And just like leading the Big Ten in three-point attempts and ranking last in the Big Ten in three-point percentage, at least in conference games. Like, it's held them back, probably. All right, yesterday was the last game in a busy stretch. It kind of felt like the same thing happened with Indiana at home. That was the last game of a busy stretch, and maybe maybe just ran out of legs. Does that sound like a good excuse? Brad Underwood mentioned that, then also said, I mean, I followed it up. Well, that's not an excuse. And honestly, like, these are 18 to 22, 22-year-olds, 20, I think. Probably should be able to play four games in nine days. Because if things go well in the Big Ten tournament and they have to play four games in four days, um, and I'm not sure that would be considered going well because that we've seen you know Big Ten tournament champions in the last couple of years having to win multiple games in multiple days and then just get bounced early in the NCAA tournament. Well, everybody gets bounced from the Big Ten early, lately. So I don't I say hogwash when I hear about these long marches into the NCAA tournament, the Big Ten tournament, causing dismay. Yeah, hogwash. But if four games in nine days is troublesome, then they're gonna not fare well in the Big Ten tournament. All right, Scott Ritchie, let's pick up the let's get let's bring a smile back to your face. All right, we've been picking on you this podcast because of your prediction record and in Illinois' dismal game at Ohio State. So let's come up with some good news. Okay, I'm waiting. <laughs> uh, I think so are Illinois fans. Um, Maybe some data. Can we go into some promising data? Hmm. Uh, 
Sometime today, preferably. Yeah, well, I'm scanning, and let's just say it's not. Uh, still looking. Still looking. Still looking. Um, Illinois still one of the best two-point defenses in the country. Oh, good. That's always very important to me. What obscure numbers are you going to break out? Well, they're allowing their opponents to shoot 44.5% inside the arc. Now, they're ranked 131st in three-point defense, which is not as good. Sort of middle of the pack nationally. No, not quite. Top thir- At the bottom of the top third of the country? Yeah, it's closer. Um, Brad Underwood's always make them shoot hard twos, and that's the thing. Um, I would say they didn't t- take a ton of threes, but they made enough. Illinois took a ton, didn't make any. I mean, that's not fair. They made six of the 29 they shot, which is really bad. That's more data. Uh, Illinois ranks 325th nationally in three-point percentage. 31% as a team. They have one good shooter, and that's Matthew Meyer, and he took a bunch of contested shots Sunday. I don't think Brett Underwood, because he's made the claim all year, good shooting team, can't make that claim anymore. He, He even said Sunday was like, he usually doesn't, tell players to stop shooting, he's getting to the point where he's going to tell people to stop shooting. Mm. Like who? I read that. Like who would be his... Who are the two guys he's saying they stop shooting? Well, I mean, I think at the top of the list is probably Sincere Harris. He took three against Ohio State. That's not his game right now. Don't take any of them. Probably Jaden Epps, because they were all pull-up threes that were fairly well-contested. He was one of six. Like Terrence Shannon a little bit. Maybe shoot less. But he's, I mean, it's, it's, it's all or nothing a little bit with Terrence Shannon because it's drive at the rim at full speed and essentially hope it goes in or he gets fouled or shoot a not great three out of rhythm. There's nothing in the middle. Okay. Uh, before we get into your uh, your weekly power poll, um, Sunday won't be fun because doggone it, Purdue's probably going to have their banner celebration or some kind of Big Ten celebration, even if they wind up tying. So Illinois is going to have to sit through that now. Confetti, probably. Do you, do you do that, though, if you lose to Illinois? Oh, probably. I think you do anyway. Maybe you but do it. Probably, well, because there's just no, like, feel for like well this probably doesn't look great but we're going to do it in like yeah i was i was curious they could still finish in a tie right and they were yeah, quick like, to celebrate the second illinois and northwestern lost yeah they like they could finish in a tie with like maybe four teams right. like there's a there's also a scenario where purdue loses out and the rest of these teams win like Maryland would wind up with the number one seed yeah. in the Big Ten tournament. So I, I guess you celebrate, but they it seemed like they jumped the gun just a tad. I would take a little more pride in finishing the job. You don't want to you don't want to lose three in a row, which would be the <laughs> raise case, the banner and then celebrate. Do you? Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I mean, they probably still will, and you can look at yeah. it as it's a celebration of the season as a whole. Maybe not the last three weeks, which they've proven to be human again. Um, okay. 
All right, give me your top three, Alana. I know that's probably shuffled a tad. I just I hardly even know at this point. Um, I think Matthew Meyer has been their best player lately. He'll be number one. Coleman Hawkins, number two. And Ty Rogers, number three. Okay. You're big on Ty. Seems to be the up-and-comer. Sincere well, had a great, great game Thursday against Northwestern. He was the up-and-comer that day. Yeah, didn't follow it up Okay, against Ohio State. And Ty, is just, he's been consistent. And he doesn't, I mean, other than rebounding, like he's not going to score a ton right now or have a lot of countable stats, but like he plays hard. All right, uh, that is Scott Ritchie. He vows to do better with his predictions uh, to close I, the season. I can't make that promise with He's going to pick them to beat Michigan and lose to Purdue. Probably. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to help you out. I'm I would offer my consultation I'm, the rest of the way, Scott. I was, th- I was actually thinking about this and tempted to pick Michigan, but then I remember they've found ways to just blow it. Right. So. That was your mistake against Northwestern. That, that was a game they were not going to lose, in my mind. They were down 18 and a half. Time. I know. Even despite how it Then they were down eight. 16, like, with 12 minutes to mm-hmm. play. Like, um, Still, when I flipped through the that day's paper, I was like, oh, Scott, why? I was very close to being right. <laughs> Give him an asterisk. I love it. Yeah. There's multiple asterisks. Some of those are Collins. Uh, I've been really close. <laughs> um we love you regardless. You got to dive Scott deeper Ritchie. into the right. the prediction record to get the full just full appreciation for it. All right, follow along with Scott's coverage every day throughout what uh, I'm telling him will be a long tournament run, the second tournament. There. I mean maybe okay. like if this Illinois team like figures itself out and then does it multiple games in a row. All right, can't wait to talk to you next Monday. See you Scott.